0: Hey, it's Dave, and welcome to another thrilling episode of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. You know what I'm going to do while I'm talking? I'm going to look on um, iTunes and see what episode number we're on, and then we're going to talk about one of the best ways of communication ever devised, one of the best methods of communication ever devised that nobody uses anymore. Hold on. Take a shower show. If you ever want to find it on iTunes, it's uh, Take a Shower Show. And I think we're on episode 19, and it's really lame of me to look it up during the middle of the podcast. Yeah, we're on episode 19. So I was talking about this with a friend the other day. We're gonna jump right in with one of the coolest methods of communications, of communication that was between, it was like the phone, then email, and then there was this one, and now text messaging, and then there's of course social media and et cetera, et cetera, and then podcasts, blah, blah, blah. But there was this one that was kind of between emailing and text messaging that was really cool, and nobody uses it anymore. What am I talking about? I'm talking about instant messenger. Do you remember using instant messenger? What was so cool about instant messenger was that in unlike texting, you know, you text somebody and they might text you back in 15 minutes, and then by that time you're taking a shower so you don't text back for 45 minutes by the time you text them back. Maybe they're there, maybe they're not. But remember with instant messenger, you'd get online and you'd see your friends that were online. Let's say your friend Jessica is online and you're like, hey, Jessica, what's up? It's me, Dave, and I want to say hi. And are you going to the game tonight? Blah, blah, blah. And she's online, so she would probably see that I had texted her or messaged her. So she would write back and then you could start a conversation. And the great thing about it was if you wanted to get up and get something to drink, you'd come back be like, hey, I'll be right back. Or I'm going to go put the laundry in the dryer. And then you come back and continue your conversation as long as you wanted to. And you would get immediate, like, real-time communications on instant messenger. Whereas texting, it really depends on whether they're, number one, available, watching their phone at the time. And number two, whether they want to. But with instant messenger... They always, if they responded, that means they wanted to message back and forth with you. I'll be honest with you. There were a few people that I couldn't stand to hear that. It was like a door opening, wasn't it? Like a kind of a door sound when somebody when somebody would uh, instant message you. And there were a few people, it's like, oh, God, I don't want to get stuck in a conversation with this person. So eventually you would block them so they couldn't see that you were online And it was funny because I was uh, talking to... I'm going to go ahead and say it. I was talking to my brother. My brother, I love him to death. He's my only brother, and I love him so much. But he was one of those people on Instant Messenger who would keep going even after you said, I got to go, I got things to do. And it was kind of like he wouldn't even see it. So he'd say, so have you heard from so-and-so lately? And it's like, oh. So I eventually... This sounds terrible, but I had to block my own brother on instant messenger because whenever I'd go on, he would see me and say, Hey, fuckhead, what's going on? And what are you doing? Ass ass face or what, you know, and we'd give each other a hard time, but I'd be like, Oh God, because I was on the computer usually to do work and he was on the computer for fun. And then what was kind of funny was that he told me a few months later, he said, I just found, I just found out my own kids blocked me on instant messenger. So his two kids, who are lovely people, both had blocked him on Instant Messenger because he was doing the same thing to them. Isn't that funny? Anyway, just remembering some fond memories of Instant Messenger and how I kind of wish we still had something like that back, but I guess it'll never go back that way because texting has kind of taken over. Obviously, texting is really all we do and it works, but wasn't it nice to sit and have a conversation kind of in real time uh, on Instant Messenger? Okay. Okay. Moving on, shout out to people who have liked the page on Facebook. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Uh, Lots of new likes this week and lots of comments. And uh, it's funny, there's still people who uh, like the page that have not bought the book. Uh, Speaking of the book, let's jump into a chapter right now because that's what the podcast is based on is the book Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything that's been out exactly 2 years like 2 years this week and it's still of course available on Barnes and at Barnes and Noble or amazon.com or Itascabooks.com. and it is sold actually pretty well uh, and I'm really very flattered by that we talked a couple of weeks ago about how people say I'm humbled by that humbled You're humbled when you lose your job or when somebody dumps you. That's what humbles you. You don't get humbled when you sell a lot of books or win the Super Bowl or get on Jeopardy. You don't say, I'm humbled to be here, Alex. You're like, fuck, this is great, Alex. This is the best shit that's ever happened to me. Um, So I don't get that. Okay, but we're on chapter number 89. Let people say no. And this is one of my favorite ones. When I was in ninth grade, there was a kid in my science class named Mike Fabian. Now, believe it or not, his dad was an astronaut who went on to fly a couple of space shuttle missions. True story. Mike was funny, and he hit, and he fit into pretty much the same junior high social category as me. Funny, somewhat dorky, invisible to girls, and a real smartass. We had a great time laughing it up in class and oogling girls that we knew we would never have the nerve to talk to. So several times I invited Mike to my house to hang out after school. He never even came close to accepting, but I didn't let up. If he said no one day, I'd just ask him again the next day, and the next day, and the next day. I remember I even found his phone number in the book. Remember when people had phone books? And I called Mike. Hey, you want to come over and hang out? Now, his reasons for saying no were unclear. For all I knew, he had to be home to take care of his grandma, or he wanted nothing more than to watch reruns of Andy Griffith, or he needed to do homework. Whatever his reasons were, I finally took the hint. Mike was a buddy at school but he had no interest in hanging out at my house. It took me a while, but I finally got it. Side note, I never found out why Mike Fabian didn't want to hang out at my house. Um, I don't know. And it's okay, because it was a long time ago. It was in ninth grade. Uh, But I remember I called him one time, and I'm like, hey, Mike, it's Dave. And he sat there and didn't say a word. I was like, hello, 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 Mike. And I knew he was there, because I didn't hear him hang up, and there was no dial tone. Back on a landline, remember somebody would hang up and would go dead, then you'd get a dial tone. Um, I remember that, and that's kind of, I think, when I stopped calling him. Whatever his reasons were, the chapter continues, I finally took the hint." Isn't it annoying when you get invited to lunch with someone who's about as interesting as Chinese checkers, and you say, well, you know, I'd like to go, but I've got got hemorrhoid surgery that day. So they suggest another day, and you mumble something about how you're so busy watching a teaching church youth group that you just can't find the time. Well, what about next month, says the boar enthusiastically. This keeps up until you either give in or he finally understands. The next time you run into each other, you get the cold shoulder. If you find yourself on the other side of this, stop pressuring a hesitant person. It's their loss that they don't want to hang out. Let them say no. They'll totally appreciate it. End of chapter. Uh, I think it's really true that um, there are people that that you just don't want to go to lunch with, but you go to lunch because they've asked you and you've run out of excuses. And maybe you're the kind of person that loves to go to lunch and, hey, listen, I do too. But you got to let people say no. So somebody will say like, hey, do you want to meet? Do you want to go to lunch next week? Uh, you know, I got a thing. All right. Well, how about the week after that? Oh, doesn't look good. I'm going to be in Tallahassee. All right. Well, you name a week that you want to go. Ugh, shit. So I don't know. It's one of the chapters in my book that I really like um, about letting people say no. And I've learned that the hard way, which is what the book is all about. Things that I've learned the hard way. All right, um, I want to talk about um, people you don't like, and this is my blog on DaveRyanShow.com. I just put it up today, and um, it should be—actually, I think it's going up tomorrow—it's an article in Time Magazine about people you don't like and how to deal with people you don't like, and I won't spoil the whole thing for you. It's not even my article, so it's not really my place to use it on my podcast, but um, but I put a link to it on my blog on DaveRyanShow.com. But one part that I did put in the blog myself that, that I talked to all of my kids about, um, because it's all come up with all of my kids. And, and honestly, right now, all of my kids are really happy with their job and really happy with the people they work with. And they actually, some of their best friends are people they work with. But at one point or another, some of my kids have said, Dad, God, there's somebody at work who drives me nuts. And I always tell them the same thing. You know, it's like, hey, you're young. Listen, let me just tell you, every job you work, there's going to be somebody, a boss or a coworker or somebody who you can't get along with. And at the same time, I'll tell you the same thing that not only will there be people you can't get along with or that you just don't like, but not every job is perfect either. So if you're in a job and you're going, oh, it sucks because I can't stand this or it's always cold in the office or they just don't appreciate me hey, you know what? Every job is different, but they all have their set of problems. A friend of mine once told me, every radio station is a toilet. They all just flush differently. And I was like, what? What do you mean by that? But it applies to jobs and workplaces too. Everywhere you work, if you work at the greatest company in the world, there's going to be certain things that you don't like. So you might go, I can't take this. And you leave and you get to another company where maybe it's a set of a different set of problems or maybe it's even worse. But let's talk for a minute about the people that you'll meet at your work that you don't like. And then I'll give you the link again on, on how to get along with them because um, it's it's just one of those universals. I've worked with people that I don't like. I've worked with everybody from, you know, and sometimes you like them, but there's things about them that drive you crazy. I worked with a guy who was never on time. He inspired the chapter show up on time he's a great guy but he could not show up on time he would show up for work probably an hour late three times a week he would set three alarm clocks in his bedroom and he could not get up and uh, i just learned that hey i either got to fire him or i got to put up with the fact that he's always late so uh, and actually like i said one of the inspirations for the title and one of the chapters in the book show up on time Uh, Another one, there's the people who take credit for what you do. There are people who suck up to the boss, and the boss is usually so blind to it. Have you ever seen this before, where you work with somebody who sucks the boss off so bad that the boss, he or she, has no idea, and everybody around you, everybody at work, sees it except for the boss. Hey, I've run into that situation a couple of times and it's really frustrating. You get the person who's incompetent, you get the person who you wonder how they even got a job, you get the person who only does work when the boss comes by, you get the person who gossips. You know there's always going to be somebody at your work who you don't like. So check out that link, go to daveryanshow.com. I should put it on the Facebook page. You know what? I'm going to do that too. I'm going to put a link to that time article on my Facebook page. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Hey, while we're between segments here, shout out to my buddy Nate Larson, a big supporter of the podcast. I really appreciate that. Nate is my Apple tech guy and uh, all-around good guy who um, uh, we've talked about going motorcycling together sometime this summer, so shout out to Nate. A couple of more things that I want to cover. This is um, uh, something that was just weird and odd that you can get a job at Arizona State University paying $10 an hour to be social justice police. What does that even mean? Now, from what I understand, they want you to eavesdrop your way around campus and report on anybody who might be doing anything offensive, you know, or saying anything offensive or, you know, anything uh, sexist, racist. Uh, misogynistic, inappropriate, threatening, hateful. And in a way, okay, I kind of get that because nobody should have to hear, listen, hey, if you want to say something sexist, if you want to talk about how you want to tie up Liam Hemsworth in your basement and use him as your own personal sex toy, I think that's fine. But if people, you should not have people hear it. In other words, you shouldn't say it loudly in the commons area at school. Um uh, nor should you say anything racist or sexist or whatever loudly for people to hear. In the same way, I don't think you should swear loudly enough for people to hear. Um I swear on the podcast, but I don't if you told me that you didn't want to hear it, I would say, "Well, you know what? Nobody's forcing you to listen to the podcast." And if enough people said, "Dave, I don't like you swearing on the podcast," I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, fuck you." No, I'm kidding. I would say, "Well, okay, I guess that I don't need to do that." But here's where that kind of thing gets dangerous. What if Somebody is out eavesdropping, and there's two friends. Let's say you and I are best friends, and you and I, and maybe we've got a third friend, and the friend, we're all standing around between classes on campus, and you say something like, God, my professor is such an asshole, I want to fucking murder him. Well, that's just an expression of speech. We say that all the time. It's like, oh my God, you know, the the coach of whatever team, he's so stupid, I want to fucking murder him. Well, of course, you don't really want to, but in your group of friends, you should be able to say things like that or you should be able to say among your group of friends, you know what I want to do? I want to take Liam Hemsworth. I want to tie him to the ball, a tie him to the ball, tie where'd I get ball? I want to tie him to the wall in my basement and uh, and use him for sex whenever I want to. Now, you should be able to say that amongst your dirty girlfriends and you probably say a whole lot worse than that. You should be able to do that without people freaking out, but I think you gotta do it without people overhearing you. But can you imagine an atmosphere where they're walking around campus looking for something to be offended by? Isn't that kind of the wrong life lesson for a college uh, campus to teach, for a college to teach its students that, hey, you should have a right to never be offended. You should have a right to, when you go to Valley Fair And you hear somebody saying, I don't have any fucking money left, so you're going to have to fucking come up with your own. That sucks. It does, and it's rude. But should you learn to be offended by that to the point where you have to report it to somebody? I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I think that's really dangerous ground to tread on, to walk around um, trying to find things to be offended by. And... Finally, we've talked about um, instant messenger and people you don't like policing speech and thought around campus. Hey, let me make myself clear. I'm not saying you should be able to walk around and say anything racist, even under your breath. Uh, But I mean, honestly, if you can think whatever you want to and you can say, let's say, let's, let's say if you just don't like Irish people, you just can't take them. They make you crazy. I think you have a right to do that. But you don't have a right to say it out loud. You and your Irish hating buddy can get together and talk about that. Um, but I think you get it. I think you know what I'm saying. Uh, but I don't think that you can say it out loud. Okay, finally, the name Pecan. Did you hear this story? I thought it was kind of funny, and I hadn't thought about this in years. When we were talking on the show the other day about nicknames and nicknames in your family, and Fallon has an uncle nicknamed Woodsy. Wise nickname, Woodsy. I have no idea. I don't even think she knows. So Steve says, you have any nicknames in your family besides Smoky?" Because they called me Smokey when I was a kid because um, we didn't have a clothes dryer. So we hung our clothes in the wintertime next to the wood-burning stove. So I went to school smelling like wood smoke and I earned the nickname Smokey. It wasn't like I had it all the time. Just a few of my friends called me that and it didn't last for very long. Um, but going back further, I thought I hadn't thought about this in years. I had a nickname when I was a little kid, like five, Pecan. And my sister, Vivian, she used to call me Pecan or Pecan Pappy. Why? Well, we talked about on the show that when I was really little on road trips into town, we lived a long way out of town or driving around. If I had to pee, they'd make me pee in a coffee can that we kept in the back of the car. And I'd pee, put the lid back on it, and we'd dump it off somewhere next time we stopped. And so my sister, who was 15 years older than me, thought it was absolutely disgusting and stupid, and it was. So she called me Pecan Pappy. And my sister Donna, I think she had the same problem, so they called her Pecan Mammy. And it's so funny, and it's stupid. And I called my sister the other day, and she absolutely remembered it. And it was so funny, because we haven't said those words in, I mean, forever. Since I was a little kid, six or seven or eight years old, we haven't said those words. So anyway, uh, maybe you have a nickname that you have for somebody in your family. Uh, we used to call my sister Donna Bucky Beaver because she had buck teeth and she would suck on her two front, two first fingers and uh, they would say, that's making her teeth more, giving you worse buck teeth. So uh, did you have any nicknames? Send me an email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Hey, listen, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. I truly appreciate you taking 15 or 20 minutes of your time to listen to the podcast. If there's something you want to talk about, something you want to address, or maybe you have thought of your own chapter for the book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. I would love to hear your email. Hey, there's your Assignment America. Remember they used to do Assignment America on America's Funniest Videos? There's your assignment to think of a chapter for the book take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything if you've learned something in your life um uh, that you know for example maybe you've learned if you're mad at somebody and you write them an angry email save it for an hour before you send it maybe maybe that's something you've learned hey that's an example if you want to write me an email to let me know the chapter of the book that you've created created please do dave ryan at kdwb.com all right that'll do it have a great week uh this is podcast number 19 and thanks for listening go back and download them all of course uh definitely appreciate that the book is online at amazon and also at barnesandnoble.com have a great week we'll see you next time on take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything